Hi guys. Um, to continue the discussion about imagery, I wanted to refer back to something mentioned in the previous video, and that's the idea of thinking small. First and foremost, when you're working with imagery, I want you to keep in mind something that is essential to the craft of poetry, and that is, as we've talked about before, good writing and good imagery can lead a reader to a specific feeling and help them understand something new about the poem that they wouldn't be able to had you not chosen that particular image, detail, or description. So when we talk about thinking small, think about funneling down or unpacking. If we think back to Lying in a Hammock by James Wright, we're not just in a hammock. We're in a hammock and we see some things. We see the bronze butterfly. It's not just a butterfly, it's the bronze butterfly, and it's asleep on the black trunk. Later, there's the line about the droppings of last year's horses. These images and the decisions that the poet makes, I'll argue, help us understand something. So let's go back to the top and think about the word butterfly. What does a butterfly imply? Well, I think there's regrowth, um, sort of a regeneration, rebirth, this idea of freedom. Most importantly, with a butterfly, there's the idea of transformation. Something that starts out as one thing, spends time, and then becomes something totally different. By starting the very first line with a butterfly, and ending with a line, I have wasted my life, the poet has allowed us to start, without us maybe even knowing, to feel at the beginning like there's going to be some kind of freedom. And the reason then why that specificity works so well is because in the end, it's cut away and turned in the opposite direction. We don't see that transformation at the end. The fact that the writer, the poet in this case, notices that allows us to see something new because we recognize at the end that what he was making us feel like we were going to see this transformation of the self didn't occur, and that's the discovery. The same thing can be said later. It's not just a house, it's an empty house. Now again, Maybe that doesn't seem like a large, important detail, but when you're narrowing down what to focus on, what to unpack, and to really funnel down to what the image really needs, the word empty in front of that house, again, has a lot of implications. Did somebody die? Did somebody move away? Did somebody not live a life full enough to even have stuff to put in the house? The fact that it's empty, that one word, starts to make us realize that this butterfly idea we had in the first line might not actually be where the poem is taking us. Finally then, let's look at the line, the droppings of last year's horses. If we imagine being the poet lying in the hammock and looking around, there are any number of things we could choose to describe. Yes, we've seen the trees, and yes, we've seen the butterfly, and we even uh, talk at some point about the cowbells trailing off. But when we choose horse droppings, that's really, really important. Because what we see there is even something that is supposed to be terrifically ugly, something that is supposed to literally be the lowest thing that we would ever want somebody to describe as beautiful, even that is not described as horseshit. It is described as the droppings of last year's horses, and what do they do? They blaze up into golden stones. Everything else, aside from the self as the speaker in this poem, is beautiful. And if he had chosen something that was already beautiful to describe, if he had said, um, and the small gold ring I see bursting from a dirt pile, we already know a gold ring can be beautiful. 
it wouldn't have the same emotional resonance. There's something to say when we unpack about making choices that A, yes, maybe they surprise the reader, but B, and equally as important, they lead that reader to the feeling you want. One thing I want you to remember, and how I'll leave this quick conversation, is that you are in charge of taking the reader where you want them to end up. If you start a poem with a butterfly, and you don't want me to feel free and transformed and beautiful, then it's up to you to slowly or quickly, however you want to do it, shift that around. And by saying, black trunk, the leaves are blowing, there's a ravine behind the empty house, the cowbells are trailing off, the noise is leaving, right? We're starting to get a feeling, and I venture you got this when you read the poem, that things are not what they seem, and there's a darkness, there's a somber tone here. Had all of those images been described differently, had the choice been different, the end result, not only of our feeling would be the same, but the turn, I have wasted my life, would not have impacted all of us the way that it did based on the choices. There's no right way to choose, and sometimes you're going to have to rewrite and rewrite a line. But keep thinking small. Keep breaking down not only what you see and can you see more, but also what does it mean? If I say butterfly, what implications go with it? And if that's not the right word or the right image or the right insect, whatever it is, you go to another one and you try to find out if you unpack and unpack, what will the reader take from it? Thanks.